0: from a bar mitzvah at the Wailing Wall in Jerusalem to a temple procession in Taipei. The people of our world are passionate about their beliefs. Are you listening? Tune in to the sounds of your world on Radio Taiwan International.
1: Thanks so much for joining us today here on Radio Taiwan International. Up ahead this hour, it's Jukebox Republic. But as always, we kick off with a fresh episode of Here in Taiwan. Thank uh-huh. you. And welcome to Here in Taiwan. If you're just joining us now on Facebook live stream, welcome. It's Friday, March 12th. Otherwise, it's now March 15th, the Ides of March, so beware out there. <laughs> I'm John Van Triest, and joining me in the studio today, we've got Stash Butler. Hello. And Shirley Lin. Hello. Up next, we'll be telling you about Taiwan's first ever aerial pilgrimage. Then we'll be telling you about reduced penalties for pot possession, and why the founder of one popular English school here uh, believes that Taiwan is a diamond. All that coming up next. Please stay tuned. Well, the Dajia-Mazu procession is one of the biggest religious events of the year here in Taiwan. It can attract enormous crowds stretching over miles and miles. And it's a multi-day event, Um, well, much mediatized, actually a little heads up, we also are going to be presenting a very special, uh, I don't know if it's going to be live, but a a presentation on it, so stay tuned for that in about a month or two. Um, But there's a new way to worship the sea goddess, Mazu, and that is from the air. Ooh. Yeah, she's the goddess of the sea, but instead of the the sea, or the (laughs) land, now she's worshipped from the air as well. Uh, Okay, well, great. Taiwanese Airline Tiger Air is teaming up with a travel agency um, to offer a three and a half hour airborne pilgrimage. Wow.
2: Wow. Pil- um, pilgrimage to where, exactly? To
1: nowhere. Well, and everywhere.
2: That sounds like a song um, title. Just, just, a pilgrimage <laughs> to nowhere.
1: <laughs> it's, um, it's a three and a half hour flight that will take in almost the entirety of Taiwan, including the outside islands of Jinman and Matsu. <laughs> So also Penghu. So we're going to. Wow. So every Taiwan and its 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 environs are basically all going to be covered in a big long circuit. So this so is this, a, gonna this is a plane closer.
2: journey. Yes. Yeah. Sorry, for some reason I, I pictured a, a, a hot air balloon. I don't know why why oh, I like did sky
1: that. Skydiving. No, I just that's, I, just, I just thought
2: like it's more romantic. You know, being in a hot air balloon where you're kind of um, <laughs> no,
1: floating no. around. Um, there will actually be five different flights following the circuit. That's what they're going to schedule it for may 9th so i guess they'll have to stagger them so the planes don't get too close to one yeah uh, um and they're each going to take six statues of the sea goddess mazu uh and 180 pilgrims each and the idea is to pray for taiwan's fortunes by doing a sort of i was
2: gonna therapy. say like are, are they gonna like drop just, the statues in oh, just, the sea or something no, no um, making a circus in the
3: sky oh, no wow.
1: um huh? yeah it, there's going to be a ceremony on board to play, pray for good luck for taiwan both with uh, getting us out of uh, the challenges that COVID nineteen has put on us, not so much in day to day life, but I'm sure economically, it's it's taken a toll for some businesses. Yeah, the definitely. airlines among others. Yeah, yeah, particularly also, getting um, the airlines involved. But fall. also our water shortage, because in yeah. addition to being the goddess of the sea, Mazu is also a deity that's often approached to bring rain mm. in times of drought. We need mm.
4: that. Yeah, and there is a
1: big shortage at the moment. Um, so yeah, this is Tiger Air, and uh, the person who organized it works with this travel agency. And uh, he says this is the time to do it because once the borders reopen, uh, it won't be as much fun to do these flights to nowhere, which have become st- all the rage since the and pandemic started just, last people year. People
2: really miss flying that much. They're happy to just fly to people, nowhere. Was, At
1: first, they were just sitting traffic. on planes, just sitting on them.
2: Really, on, just the, not, of, on not leaving yeah. the gate. I don't get that. I don't. I mean, I I don't mind a plane, but like. There are better places to be spending your time, and I don't. I don't miss being on one.
3: No. I nope. think I've been on a flight with one of these gods or goddesses. I've been on a time. boat, but that's pretty typical. The, the air thing is new. The, mm. the plane thing is yeah, new. Yeah, the, the the people, uh, the humans, <laughs> who were assigned to you know to carry these um, these figurines. Um, they were all uniformed in uniform, mm. and um, the uh, the goddesses and the goddesses were in these you know glass case. Right. and I think they were each given a seat on, on the plane, uh, uh, yes. you know, oh, wow. with, uh, buckled in and everything.
2: How big are these statues?
3: Um, no, not There's not big. Just,
2: okay, they're kind of like kind
3: uh, a yeah. statuette.
1: Less, less than a meter. Right right,
2: right, right, right. They're not kind of like human size. No. no. Mm.
1: Um, the type you would see in a normal temple, I guess. And, right, yeah, um, yeah, If you're in Taiwan and interested, although it's very likely that these have already been snapped up, um, these things tend to go quickly, and Mazu is deeply revered, it'll cost you, it'll set you back $212 US per person. Uh, The tour agency that's behind this, and the person who thought of it, who seems to be uh, working, uh, their chief commercial officer, um, says that they expect an unprecedented success. Knowing Taiwanese people's love for unusual new things, and, like we said, their apparent... missing a f- flight?
2: Yeah. I think, I think so too. I feel like in Taiwan, as soon as you say something is popular, people will go and, and it get it. It becomes a self-fulfilling
1: prophecy. Exactly, yeah.
2: Ways. It's like, all oh, these. everyone's going on this journey and then suddenly everyone is going on the journey. Right.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, to date, already about 12 renowned temples are going to be sending... Representatives. I'm not sure if that means statues or humans, but uh, <laughs> worshippers. Um,
2: Probably but, easier to send a statue.
1: Um, yeah, some of the most uh, famous ones are among them, including the Jenlan Matsu Temple, which is a. Uh, probably this this at the center of this land pilgrimage so they're gonna uh be expanding into the air pilgrimage market now due to strict aviation laws you obviously can't burn incense on board a flying (laughs) airplane so most of the religious rituals will be held in the airport lounge prior to boarding wow Oh, i
3: thought it was just virtually during the flight
1: pilgrims will be invited to give testimonies about their personal relationship with the goddess and write their prayers on special cards and uh the chief uh it looks like commercial officer of Tiger Air Taiwan the operator of these flights says mm. it's usually seen as a great blessing to crawl under the palanquin that holds mazu during the ground normal ground-based pilgrimage wow. but think about how much more of a blessing it would be to literally share the carrier with mazu you're in her palanquin as it were wow mm. i'm i'm still struggling
2: to 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 be particularly blown away and i'm wanting to kind of join this i don't know um <laughs> It have just, you have
1: you been to one of the regular pilgrimages? I haven't. On the no,
2: I haven't. I haven't been to a ground pilgrimage <laughs> or a sea
1: pilgrimage. Sometimes on boats or, or a sea, sea pilgrimage.
2: pilgrimage. No. So, well,
1: start there and work your way up. I'll, I'll try.
2: I'll try. I'll, I'm working to it. But yeah, we do need We do need a lot of rain, if yeah. possibly coming soon, um, yeah. if possible. Um, yeah. No, I, I I don't know. I I just find that the whole kind of I, I don't know flying just isn't doesn't seem to me like something that should be just this revered
1: well, i guess it's sort of a um, sightseeing taiwan because you know there was that f- famous uh, well i think it was a, there were two now films by the late filmmaker Boli in taiwan from above which were shot from a helicopter now mm. mm-hmm. uh if the day is clear and there aren't clouds you can you, you might be in for a good uh, i can understand that.
2: and I, you know i'd really love to go like in a hot air balloon above taiwan above the mountains beautiful. i think that'd be great but I mean, like, as long as there's no clouds yeah but in a plane it's like i don't know it, it, I've just you know I think I've been in a plane too many times mm. to think of a romantic it's kind a of
1: il- indistinct
2: yeah I don't know um, oh well our, our, our broadcast has been interrupted yeah uh, sorry Facebook viewers
1: sorry. oh oh um
2: but we're we're joined also as we speak by Gendelari uh, who's listening in on a new set of Skullcandy earbuds. Ooh. We're not paid to 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 say this. We should uh, ask
1: we should ask for money. Maybe right. we, should, we should. Yeah. Hey, this program is brought to you by <laughs>
2: Yeah, I actually need to get a new pair of headphones, so maybe I'll talk to you Gendelari about where to get those. Uh we've also got Joshua Bendia, hello from the Philippines. Um Hassan Abed Ali Abed from Bangladesh. Um, and then Jindalari says, if being under the palanquin is a blessing, imagine the size of the blessing it would be under the airplane as it's flying. A
1: good point. You yeah. I mean, I have to Just look at the, the flight path, path. Yeah, <laughs> beforehand. Paragliding.
2: How directly do you have to be under the flight path? That's, that's the question.
1: I don't know. Uh, would any of you guys pay for this sort of... Uh, Aerial pilgrimage? Yeah, let uh, us know.
2: I don't know. I mean, I suppose like
1: two hundred twelve dollars is a lot.
2: Yeah, I mean, they're talking about yeah. the, the. I mean, speaking of flight to place, I'd rather get a flight to, to somewhere. somewhere right. I think. Like, I think like, that's right. fundamentally plane my plane. my issue here is that I mean, being on a plane that isn't going anywhere. They
1: should at least land somewhere and then fly. Have a return leg. Yeah,
2: yeah. You know, if it were, if they were landing in Jinmen or, or, or somewhere like that or something. Yeah, exactly. But then I'd be like, okay, you know, it's
1: stop and see a local temple, then head back. Or yeah,
2: or, exactly. They're not just a circular flight. How,
1: how long can they? How long do yeah, you say? It's three oh, three, three and a half hours Because that they're doing really The long. whole circuit Of not just Taiwan But these outlying islands The outlying
2: islands well. Wow
1: They're going to mm. pass Almost all of them They're going
2: to bump into Some Chinese sort of oh, Flight yeah. planes they, they on ma- the way They very well They're, very well they're going, they're been going been that far south they are sending the, their,
1: ship, their planes Over here
2: Yeah Better watch out I do M- Mazu
1: will protect
2: them Yeah this. Hopefully <laughs>
1: Possession of pot is still criminalized in Taiwan, but the penalties are being reduced.
2: Yeah, that's right. So uh, Taiwan, like most places in the world, um, uh, cannabis is still illegal. Uh, But there's been a new legal ruling by, I think, the high court that's essentially saying that the penalty for pot possession if it's for personal use should be reduced because at the moment it's quite long it's five five years minimum mm. if you're found with any possession uh, possession of cannabis even if that's just for you just it seems not- a bit extreme five years is a long mm. time i mean i don't know i come from I, I guess we come from kind of western europe where things are a bit more liberal when it comes to drugs but still not not that liberal um i mean obviously it's now increasingly a you know, people are starting to legalize it, like in Colorado and various states mm, right. in the U.S. Uh, and I think Mexico actually voted yesterday or recently to to legalize cannabis. But um, but Taiwan is is it's still illegal. But yeah, so the executive UN is proposing an amendment to the Narcotics Hazard Prevention Act uh, to reduce that penalty, and it would reduce. The the, the the prison term From five years To one year
1: That's still a bit oh, excessive wow. But it's still one year I, I think It's I mean, not like a hard Serious
2: thing. No exactly I mean I, I mean, Yeah we're not going to get in Too much into the I mean, pros And cons well, of it I guess but. I mean
1: like It's something that Like now I associate With like grandpas taking. <laughs> yeah exactly I mean particularly for the, In the for US the It's like m- medicinal no, my, my grandfather Was very ill But yeah. he passed uh, mm-hmm. That was one of the only ways To like stop the pain Really, really. Without resorting to more addictive like morphine
2: or something yeah oh. things that yeah. You can really get you into trouble yeah how, how did he take it gummies gummies yeah oh wow so i think that
1: oh. m- for they for older them? folks yep. the medicinal benefits are pretty i mean I, you can see he's the pain and wow. there's no side effect to that. so that's I, yeah i mean i don't it, see any con there the, right,
2: at it, least for medicinal it's use. still it's still actually illegal in the uk for medicinal use or at least it's, it's very, very very i mean I, there was a the cases in the uk of um a boy who had very, very severe epilepsy and like the only thing that would stop it would was, right. yeah. To well, I think
1: we're things. mostly talking in Taiwan, it would mostly, I don't think people, have, there's that not this debate mm. so much. So I think we're talking mostly about recreational use in the yeah. case of Taiwan.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, so here we're talking about recreational use and you're right. And so it's it's based actually off this one uh, this one case of this guy called uh, Huang Xian Zhang, uh, who was in Tainan. He's a, a Tainan resident. He was convicted in 2017 when police found six uh, cannabis plants in his house. Mm. And to put that in context, I mean, um you know, when you find these kind of factories, or places where they're growing uh, cannabis to sell on a large scale it's not just six plants like you right. know it's that six plants is, is is a small sort of collection i
1: just feel like uh you know there probably needs to be room in prisons for more serious offenses
2: <laughs> yeah yeah i mean definitely I mean, make
1: it like community service or something
2: yeah like that. i know i mean i think that's that's part of it actually there's they're, they're reducing the fine as well from five million nts so that's about one hundred seventy-five thousand us dollars wow. um to, and to judges can kind of use their discretion, they say. But anyway, so this um, this man was caught with uh, these six plants in 2017. He says he bought the seeds uh, from a UK-based website. So <laughs> claim to fame there, apparently. <laughs> uh, and he was eventually handed a...
1: And why didn't anyone at customs get that? Yeah, I don't know. Well, I think that's a. someone the customs used to get in front Yeah, of. maybe they package them
2: differently. I wonder what they sold them as. Um, or how, yeah, what what do they label them as to get them?
1: Definitely, the, definitely
2: not. on <laughs> canvas <seats. laughs> Do not check. <laughs> customs order. Um, yeah, uh, but he got them from a website, apparently, shipped them in. I mean, it's not legal to do that in the UK either, I don't think. But anyway, um, and he was given a two and a half year sentence. So that that seems to contradict what I uh, said earlier about five years, but I think maybe that's taking into account time that he was already spent in jail. Um, mm-hmm. But he challenged the ruling, uh, arguing that it was basically just too harsh and that it violated a bunch of, you know, articles of the Constitution.
1: It just seems also a waste of police and uh, court time resources. It seems
2: like a, a waste of a lot of people's time. I mean, in, in the yeah, that's one thing that in the UK that has sort of changed from what I can tell, is that there's... I mean, it's still on the discretion of the local police force, but... Um, a lot of police forces are basically directing their officers not to to really worry about I cannabis. Mean, there's more serious issues. There to are worry about. more serious issues. Um, I mean, yeah, I, th- I think I think you're right. I think that those resources would probably be better spent better spent elsewhere. Um, so yeah, so cannabis is actually at the moment a class two narcotic, um, but the the in law Taiwan? in Taiwan, okay. yeah, it doesn't. The law makes absolutely no uh, discrimination on like what are like, i don't know what this class is used for because apparently it's it makes no discrimination on the severity of breaches for this kind of thing mm. um and yeah and so it would the maximum prison term i mean so i'm saying the minimum prison term would still be um one year but the maximum would still be seven years which is a long time to, for for yeah. having some i don't know cannabis plants. i don't know i mean listeners this, can this final know. Uh, Yes, I mean, this this is just a a proposed amendment, um, so it's not completely final yet, but that's probably likely to come into force, I guess. Um,
1: I think the image of it has changed a lot since when I was a kid, for instance, and we had these uh, police officers come into the classroom and, and tell us about the evils of... <laughs> really? Um, yeah, now, like I said, it's something I associate with, with grandparents. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, a much yeah very, yeah. very <laughs> You're from... Where are you from again? Virginia, well, is it? No, I'm from Maryland. That's Maryland, that's but That's not that's where it. my grandparents live.
2: Oh, really? Where, so, are you, where, where do your grandparents live? Uh,
1: they're in a, a place where it's okay, so...
2: Ah, okay, um, I see, right. Yeah. I see. So... Yeah. yeah. I mean it's it's definitely yeah you're right it's definitely kind of people are you know I mean, that's the thing is that the problem with the it's
1: become like gentrified. You know? Yeah, it's exactly. I mean, it's just not cool anymore. anymore. I've, I've heard in, in Canada
2: and Col- Colorado gentrified. where it's all being sort of yeah, as you say, There's gentrified. I think the kids are like, oh, that's so lame, you know. Yeah, can't be smoking cannabis. My grandpa smokes yeah, cannabis. Yeah, no, yeah. I don't know. I mean, that, and that's the thing is about these the control of these drugs as well. It does limit the amount of medical research that can be done on them.
1: Yeah, well. Uh, i i you know hate like the smell of it i would never try it myself but mm. i think it's not a yeah, whatever
2: yeah yeah i mean i think we're agreed we we'll um,
1: all uh live and let live yeah
2: i mean <laughs> let us let us know in the comments uh what do you think about that but. all right
1: Um, well, some people think, seem to think that Taiwan is so good that they can use the word diamond to describe it.
3: That's not a word that would occur to me. But um, <laughs> well, tell us about who a little bit about who this person is. Okay, this person is, um, let's see now, her name is Doris Brogan, And she's been in town for 70 years. She's the founder of Studio Classroom which is a really popular cram school kind of place for learning English. I, I mean, yeah, not having learned been, English in Taiwan, I don't know yeah, about it. <laughs> you brush
2: up, Joan. It's been a while.
3: It's, it's got long history. Like You might say a lot of, like most of the Taiwanese people would know, her and Studio Classroom. Okay, yeah, it's that popular. So um, basically, she was talking at this um, exhibition that's called, uh, let's see now, Foreigners Love Taiwan. And um, uh, basically, it's a special event put on by the Taipei City Archives um, for all these different foreigners to share about what thing they'd like or, you know, even, even to feature some of the uh, people who were here from abroad and contribute a lot to Taiwan. I'll, mm-hmm. I'll give the list of people in the, at the end. But anyway, so uh, Doris, she's 95 years old now. Um, she calls time, Taiwan a diamond in Asia. She said the diamond is very small, but diamonds shine all around. Like because we're such a small, you know, island country in this whole big world, so it's a small diamond, but you know, it's just very shiny and everything. Um, she's saying that she called that when she first came to Taiwan, the land was just developing, and actually a lot of people back then were facing a lot of different illnesses. illnesses.
1: Yeah. Um. Yeah. And there was uh, a lot of things like polio going around. Mm. It? It's hard to imagine today, but uh, yeah, uh, Taiwan's economy really took off like in the eighties, especially mm.
3: right. So this, uh, so Doris, she's a veteran educator. She said the great thing about Taiwan said is that it's people are very willing to change and to learn. And um, she said that Taiwan is such a beautiful place. Although there are many beautiful places around the world, but then the place is really not the most important thing. The most important thing is the People, we hear that a lot, right? <laughs> um, so she said that she can recall that when she first arrived in Taiwan like seventy years ago, um, there were still buffalos, water buffalos, you know, seen on San Road. It says Zhongshan Road, which I'm thinking, Haibei? yeah, because Zhongshan well, Zhongshan Road is now, or maybe maybe later, it's divided into north and south, right? Mm. north and south. Can you imagine it's now concrete road and it's very well, you know, it's very popular heavily urbanized area. area. Yeah. Um, it's a huge boulevard now. But um but what yeah, was 7 years ago? That's yeah, like we're buffalos. talking
1: about um not long after World War 2. So things really were Yeah. Very different.
3: Thinking, um, I left. uh, Because I I remember I've read a book about
1: uh, people, well, part of it had to do with people fleeing the Chinese communists in Shanghai and coming to Taiwan and them talking about how backward they thought the place was compared to Shanghai.
4: Mm.
1: So they were very unhappy. Here at the time. Really? Yeah. They were like... It's, so, yeah, it took it took a while to, for things to turn around. Yeah. Mm.
3: You know, I don't really remember that much when I was little here. I left Taiwan when I was five years old. You're not old. 70
1: years old. <laughs> I know, I'm not.
3: But I think the only time I... The only education I spent here was kindergarten. And I remember, I think, like, they were due to school. It's not a school bus. I don't know how... I don't, know. I don't know if this is like I'm dreaming or yeah. it's like really recollection, <laughs> real recollection well, if from it gets, back then. If it gets
2: weird, we'll tell you. Yeah, okay.
3: Okay. <laughs> I remember there was like, I was like, maybe it was a rainy day and I wasn't walking on concrete roads. It was like muddy everywhere. Mm. You know, but this is in Taipei. In Taipei. Wow. In Taipei. Yeah. And I remember that back then, one of my uncles was living in Xinxiang, which is where I live now. It's so much mm-hmm. more developed now. I mean, that is it's, it's, then, it's a
2: fairly muddy area, I guess, yeah. in terms of it's, it's
3: in the mountains. And back then, I think there were like fields. You know, you walk out the front door, and it's like fields. You know, and green and everything. And then all the water ditches. You know, like, yeah. Um, before you get onto the road, there are like these water ditches that goes along the house and the road. So you kind of like, they, they would have to build a little path from your house or your apartment building to the road Mm. and you walk over that and there's Mm. water going underneath, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. So, I I recall those kind of things. So,
0: Hmm.
3: yeah, I know, I'm old compared to you guys. But anyway, all right, so she recalled learning to speak Mandarin, Taiwanese, and even some indigenous languages. She didn't say which ones, but she said that Taiwanese people are just very tolerant and that, of course, people are very friendly. Yeah, and um, she's saying that no matter what language we speak, we're all people living in Taiwan and we are all Taiwanese so I think she's proud to be does she have citizenship considered. you know what I'm thinking that she must be one of the first to get um, a citizenship here because um, it's been a long time I think she has Well because the rules because have, she, to have
1: changed in the last few years well yeah to allow in some cases where you've like won a Nobel Prize or something mm. you can oh. be you can retain your original nationality and also get a Taiwanese ID card and passport right right
3: <clears throat> Well, she's so. contributed so much to Taiwan, education-wise. I think I mean, she, she def, def, definitely was. Hmm. So this Foreigners Love Taiwan Exhibition will be open from March 10th to April 8th. So, hey, you guys can go take a look. And uh, it's from, anyway, Where is the it? exhibit. Stop and tell us where it is. Where? Let me see here. Um, hold on a second. We'll <laughs> find it. If, <laughs> we, if, if, the,
2: if you really love Taiwan, you'll join. You'll figure it
3: out. Yeah. <laughs> I, think I think it's probably at the Taipei City Archives.
2: I guess that makes okay. sense. At the yeah. West
3: Benevent Square where is I don't know that, no, that is translated to English you can't figure out what that is <laughs> anyway the exhibit actually features some other foreigners who have really made a lot of contribution to Taiwan such as Mackay? Mackay. Mackay. I don't know. His it's name was Mackay Leslie was it Mackay? Anyway, it's so... A Canadian
1: she, missionary, 19th century. Right.
3: Started the uh, Mackay Hospital here in Taipei. I don't know if he
1: started the hospital or not, but it's named after him. was mm. oh, named after mm. him. He was a medical right, right. worker as an me-
3: missionary. Potomacly, right. And then the Marjorie Ingleif, who uh, cared for the leprosy patients on the islands of Penghu, this was back in 1952. Looks like she was a missionary, too. Right. And then there was Sydney Barton, who um, authored the English-Chinese Dictionary, I think.
1: Just the the dictionary, the dictionary. Yeah. you know it's yeah. the dictionary there's a lot of them. there are a lot of them. in yeah.
3: Taiwan I don't know um, and then Marjorie Lansborough now he and his oh, sorry she and his her, her husband um, uh, they founded the Zhanghua Christian Hospital this was back in 1870 they were from Scotland and um um Marjorie is remembered for a, a story about a poor farm boy in San um suffering from a serious skin ulcer on his right knee, and um, it, you know, it was festering up to his thigh, and he would have been amputated if it weren't for Marjorie, grab, um, taking some, like grabbed a four piece of skin from her own thigh to the child. 13 old. sounds, yeah. the 1870s, very unsanitary. Wow. Yeah, late. I'm
2: not, I, right? it I'd was be like, like, no, thank you. <laughs>
3: first time ever this procedure was done. And um, anyway, yeah. Oh, right. So all these people oh, that is anna- being remembered at the exhibit.
1: Another exhibit to go check out here in Taipei. Well, that just about does it for today's edition of Here in Taiwan. We hope you enjoyed today's ed- program. I'm John Van Trieste. I'm Shirley Lin. And I'm Sash Butler. Don't go anywhere just yet, because up next, it's Jukebox Republic.
4: Ha <laughs>
3: Boss Republic I'm Shirley Lin Joe, just last week we saw news of our dear Taiwanese-American director Oscar winner Ang Lee telling our premier how to attract foreign directors to make movies in Taiwan It wasn't his first time he's done that He's pretty adamant about promoting his own home country in any way he can he just loves Taiwan, and we love him too. What are some of the great things about shooting movie in Taiwan? The one thing that Ang Lee said this time is that he thinks we should emphasize the fact that it only takes one hour to travel from the coast to the mountains. That is so true. This song here is called Tong 交通歌. It means transportation song.
5: So,
4: 请不吝点赞转发鱼灯坐红灯停
3: all right. I actually tried looking for convenience because that's just how convenient it is to get around Taiwan. But I couldn't find a song about that. So I found this, 交通歌, which means transportation song. It was kind of cute, wasn't it? You know, it's talking about, you know, like uh, stop and stop at the lights and things like that. So anyway, all the different kinds of uh, transportation that you could probably figure out the sound effect for that. So I was saying that Ang Lee was promoting Taiwan for more foreign directors, movie directors, to come to Taiwan and make movies. And he was telling our premier, Su Zhen that, hey, you should um, follow the example of New Zealand, because um, uh, basically New Zealand is really promoting by using text breaks, which we do too, and uh, but it's doing a great job. And New Zealand is a great place. It's beautiful. It's got mountains and everything. Yeah, it's a small country too, but Taiwan is even smaller than New Zealand. Okay, so we're such a small island country, but getting from one end to the next is really easy compared to big countries like the US and China, right? Now, my older daughter who lives in Shanghai, but is now in Taiwan for a couple of months uh, more. And one of the things we asked her what she wanted to do was to see the sea, the ocean. But of course, Shanghai is huge, And, uh, you know, it is by the coast, but it's still a long way drive to get to the ocean, to the sea. So she misses that. So anyway, so uh, we went to Elan for a weekend. Uh, Actually, was it a weekend? I forgot. Um, Two days and one night anyway. And we made sure that we brought her to the sea to watch the sea, even though it was kind of rainy and cloudy that day. But I thought it was a nice walk down a boardwalk. Okay, so... You know, Basically, in Taiwan, it's so convenient, you can decide in a day whether you want to go to the mountains or to the sea, because either way, it's very easy to get to in a very short time, either by car or, or by bus or by subway or by train, any way you want. So Anley was telling our premier in a phone conversation that Taiwan should follow New Zealand's example in attracting filmmakers from all over the world. So New Zealand uses text breaks to attract movie makers, but Anley is saying that besides that, Taiwan should publicize that it only takes one hour to get from mountains to the coast in Taiwan. He was saying New Zealand only has four million people whereas Taiwan has twenty three million. But New Zealand has become really attractive to filmmakers thanks to its tax measures and beautiful scenery. Though I've never been to New Zealand, I remember years ago, I interviewed someone from New Zealand who lives in Taipei. Maybe he's still here, maybe he's not. And he had all these pictures and photos of New Zealand mountains, uh, etc. and etc. on his walls, and they were just breathtaking. Well, we have absolutely beautiful places and scenery all over town as well. So Anley was saying that town has all the elements needed to emulate New Zealand successfully. Those were like his exact words. So we do have breathtaking views here. And that's my next song, Ci by Zhuang Zhen Kai. can mean breathtaking.
5: Kwikimzayom Chihu Chique, Koikimzayom 心波,沙漠雖有紅奇 開起乎內的療割它滾吸風<音樂> 来七岳,感悟过多, <音樂> chia <音樂>
3: Well, so Premier Susan Chang said that the government has worked really hard to initiate measures to promote the local movie industry. Like last year was a particularly successful year for Taiwanese films. They attracted 3.8 million viewers and grossed 31 million U.S. dollars. It's like one of the great years that has really um, done well in terms of Taiwanese movies. And we're talking about movies like Little Big Woman, Gu Wei. In Chinese. And it's about um, these daughters' relationship with their mom. And actually, their mom was like the second wife to someone who, to their father who already died. And uh, the youngest one was like, had a, no, yeah, the youngest daughter has a a different dad from the older ones. And he thinks, she thinks differently. And, you know, they were like working out a lot of uh, kinks and and, uh, differences among themselves. It was, quite a nice movie. And uh, the mother, the the person who played mother, uh, Chen Shufen, she won the Golden Horse Awards for two movies, this one and another one. Um, It's amazing. She's been acting for 63 years and finally she got her first Golden Horse, which is like the Oscars, okay, in Asia. Anyway, then there was Your Name Engraved Herein, and it's about the love between two high school boys. I saw that too. Great acting, great acting. The Silent Forest was based on a true story about sexual harassment at a special school for the hearing, Impaired, that happened like 10 years ago. And also, I Weirdo, I wish I had seen this movie, but I didn't. And it's about a male and a female who both have obsessive compulsive disorders, and they became friends. But then one decided to change. I think it was a guy who decided to change, become normal, and the other one had a hard time adjusting to the to, to the to the change, to the transformation. I don't know what the ending was, but um, these were all great movies last year. They 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 did really well. And it's like if it weren't if it weren't for the pandemic and everywhere else is like on lockdown except in Taiwan, so filmmaking was able to go on. So we welcome all foreign filmmakers to check out Taiwan. Sure, you could have to go through a quarantine, but if you um, hadn't had the vaccine, if you had the vaccine, I think the quarantine period is shorter. But at least you get to move around and about in Taiwan. Just wear a mask and pretty much you're okay. If you want the city, we've got it. If you want a countryside, we've got that too. I can still, you know, be amazed at many beautiful places to go hiking, you know, or to spend a night or, you know, some beautiful beautifully designed B&Bs that, you know, that's everywhere in Taiwan, um, even like one hour or less than one hour drive away from Taipei City, you get to a and a nice place in Yilan, you know. I'm constantly seeing my friends posting their hiking trips on FB and I'm thinking like, wow, how many How many wonderful hiking trails do we have? And mountains, too. You know, we're a really tiny island in this huge, huge world, but we have this long mountain range that runs smack down the middle of the island from north to south. And so that's why it's so easy. You know, you turn the left, you're in the mountains. You turn the right, you're by the sea. Yeah, that's just how convenient it is. So we've got great coastal towns and cities around the edges of the island. And Taipei is up north. It's probably the most metropolitan city you can ever find on the island. But then there's Kaohsiung, which is way down south. And there's Taichung, in, uh, smack in the middle, kind of. And they're like the second and the third bustling modern cities. The last time I was in Kaohsiung, I fell in love with Kaohsiung. And I was thinking, like, man, you know, this is a place where I want to retire, um, really. The weather's down there is definitely warmer and nicer than Taipei, and it's become a very cultural city too. So basically, the further south you get, the more local it is, so you get a taste of everything, from modern, modern, it's always really hard for me to say this word, modernity, modern, anyway, modernness, okay, to suburban feel, to farmlands and fishing ports. Here's a song about 香下来的, means from the countryside, by 九一一, which means nine one one. That's the name of the band, Joe E. <laughs>
1: He late from white Caught ya, to
5: 我是我的故事 alle
4: a
3: So the news article talking about Ang Lee's phone call with our premier also noted that the only high-profile Hollywood movie shot in Taiwan so far was Martin Scorsese's 2016 historical drama Silence, starring Liam Neeson and Andrew Garfield. And it's about the early-day missionaries trying to spread Christianity in Japan and the persecution they went through. But then I remember there's another one called Lucy with Scarlett Johansson, which was also shot in Taiwan, actually in Taipei. And this was back in 2014. And it was about the French director, Luc Besson, who said that why he chose Taipei was because he had been here 10 years earlier to promote his film, The Fifth Element, and he fell in love with Taipei then. See, people would just fall in love with Taiwan once they come here. Luc Besson said the mountains, the sea, everything are uh, just 100 miles of each other. And what's more, there's great food here. There's cuisine from all over the world. So you would never, never feel not at home here. I mean, what I'm saying is that you would definitely feel at home here because there's all kind of food you can have if you miss them from home. So please, if I can just promote Taiwan here to all of you out there, it's a great place to be. And not just only to make movies, but even just to visit. But yeah, please, come make movies here. Thank you so much for tuning in to Jukebox Republic. I'm Shirley Lin. And I'm going to end with a song. It's called 我有多么喜欢你 How Much I Like You. And I'm saying how much I like Taiwan. This is by Jam Xiao.
4: 忘了疲倦和目标还是听见在我心中的远方我有多么的喜欢 Get 却来到你身旁 되추추 我还那么的喜欢
0: Thank you for listening to Radio Taiwan International, broadcasting from Taipei, Taiwan. Check out our website at english.rti.org.tw. Again, that's english.rti.org.tw. Our 60-minute English program can be heard every day at the following times and frequencies. In Southern China and South Asia, from 1600 to 1700 UTC on 6185 kHz. In South Asia, from 0300 to 0400 UTC on 15320 kHz. Thank you once again for listening to Radio Taiwan International. We'd love to hear from you. Please send your comments to P.O. Box 123-199 Taipei, Taiwan. You can also email us at rti at rti.org.tw.